Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Friday morning. I'm sure everybody's happy and excited that it's finally the weekend. Of course, it don't do you much good if you have to work the weekend, but uh, if you are off uh, every weekend, I'm sure it's a, Fridays are a good day to look forward to, particularly if it's payday and uh, everybody likes payday. That uh, then again, if you're like me, all you do is get it, turn around, hand it to somebody else. So it don't do a whole lot of good. But uh, uh, you know, I always say I want to try to save money and eat right. And what do I do? I usually blow my money and eat junk food. So uh, you know, the good intentions are there, but I often fail. But anyway, let's see all we got watching this morning. Let's see here. We've got Tracy Little, Amy Oaks Turner, Debbie, Debbie Jackson Sight, Brandy Boyd Young, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Angel Dixon. Uh, Karen Smith, Carolyn Kelly, and Jennifer Honeycutt. So appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in this morning and joining us for our morning devotions. Mike Hensley, good morning, sir. Glad he can join us. He's a good man. Think the world of him. Wife's meaner than a snake, but uh, <laughs> they're good people. I like to, like to aggravate and tease them. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Uh, whoops. Oh, hit the wrong button. Here we go. All right, my friends. I uh, praise the Lord that, uh, as always, we get to say the, have the freedom to say these wonderful pledges each and every day. And uh, praise God for the wonderful country that we live in despite those who wish to destroy it uh it's sad to see uh how these truckers are being treated uh up in canada and uh, how many have been arrested uh, in fact they're already the liberals are already gearing up for uh the possibility of truckers gathering in washington dc and already tried to hint towards uh, treason or an insurrection or already hinting towards this bunch of baloney. Uh, I no surprise. I had a feeling they were going to do that anyway. But, uh, you know, and then we've got all this going on with the Ukraine and Russia and, you know, don't know what's happening there. Uh, we get like there's conflicting reports. we got Biden who doesn't know he's even in the world. Uh, you know, I think they prop him up and somebody sticks their hand up his... Well, anyway... <laughs> somebody else is controlling him and uh you know he said they're talking about uh, the supply chain and they said really it's not so much that there is a supply chain issue is that the country bounced back quicker than they had anticipated and the supply was the, the demand was there but it wasn't the supply the goods just aren't being made uh and fast enough uh, to meet the demand that people have and uh so you know it's uh you know it could be an anxiety-ridden time, depending on uh, how you look at it. But I always try to reassure you each and every day that God's in control. And getting worried, distressed about all these issues we have zero control about ain't going to change a second of your day. So all we can do is keep on keeping on. And uh, that's what we talked about yesterday was the lack of cat food and dog food and 
you know, just even human food, you know, it just sounds like every time you go, you can't get the stuff you need. And then again, if you're like me, I wandered around up and down, I don't know how many aisles looking for frozen French fries and Brandy walks over straight to it and gets it out of the freezer. So, you know, I don't know how, what magic she used uh, to generate uh, these frozen french fries out of the walmart freezer that wasn't there previously but somehow i think that she needs to be uh, we need to test her to see if she's not into witchcraft so uh, <laughs> don't know why why that is you know men can look for stuff and look for stuff and a woman will open a refrigerator and it and it just you know uh it, it's, it's just all of a sudden appears in their hand and so i don't know uh, what voodoo they work Speaking of voodoo, uh, Mike Kinsley's watching. The man folds a fitted sheet, all right? He folds a fitted sheet perfectly. I don't know what kind of, of magic he is into. You know, I thought the other day, I thought, I'm going to try to do that after I got done doing laundry. I said, screw this. I balled it up into a ball and threw it in the closet. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So uh, Mike's going to have to, uh, I want to see if he can teach a, um, a, a fitted sheet folding class at church one evening. We'll invite everybody to come out and see what kind of voodoo he is working to uh, make that happen. So, But anyway, let's uh, look at our verse of discussion this morning. Colossians 1, 9 through 10. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And as me dear old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right, my friends. So, you know. Look at this verse. Uh, so you know, we need to keep in mind some things that we need to look at. You know, uh, when we watch our kids grow, you know, we always, you know, you may or may not have marked off uh, like a hot, you might have an, uh, uh, a door frame somewhere where you marked off uh, uh, growth on how tall they were getting. Uh, always, uh, Dad would always get on me. So I'd get on my tiptoes because I want, always wanted to be tall. I wanted to be tall so bad I couldn't stand it. In fact, I would hang myself from the uh, uh, monkey bars, you know. I'd, uh, but I was worried where I was hanging on that my arms would grow and I wouldn't. I would just have long arms like a gorilla and uh, <laughs> and, and still be short. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't inherit that. I wish I could have. I loved to be in like six five. I would have been really cool. I, and uh, but. I uh, just have to deal with the hand that you're dealt. So instead of being tall, I, I have to be uh, short and incredibly good looking. So, you know, that's my cross to bear. <laughs> but, uh, I like what I read somewhere. It said, uh, God allows things to grow until it's perfect. And then uh, then you don't have to grow anymore. So, you know, God got me to where he wanted me to be. And then that's, that's good. So, but anyway, you know, there's a lot to be said uh, Mike said, go for square corners. Mike, I went to the corners. I even took my hand up into the fitted sheet and had the corners and tried to fold it. It just went, uh, the elastic just went everywhere. So I just went like that, and I went like that, and I put it in the closet. So I will not listen to your lies. We know that you're into some kind of weird hanky magic to make it work. So I will not listen to this. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know. Our spiritual walk and our growth, sometimes, you know, you, well, not sometimes, you know, we can't really, you can't measure it like that as a child uh, to uh, stand up against a wall and, and take a chalk line or a pencil or a pen and, and see where, engage where you're at. And, um, 
you know, it'd be, you know, sometimes we have to take that spiritual pulse and to see how far we have come since we come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Uh, you know, where are you at in your spiritual growth? You know, this morning I was, I was discussing a little bit, uh, you know, I do the written devotion each morning and then along with a couple that with the, the live devotions. And that way, you know, the effort is to try to get out there and minister in any capacity. If somebody don't watch the videos, maybe they'll read something, you know, just, you know, whatever, you know, just trying hard to minister uh, to uh, publicly to anybody who would be willing to watch or listen or read. And one of the things I was talking about this morning and uh, is that when I was at Tri-City Christian School, I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. I hated it with every fiber of my being. My sister loved it. She liked going there, but I despised it. I hated it. I, I'll never forget, uh, like I said, every morning I would wake up just nauseated, just sick to my stomach. I just, I mean, I'm physically sick. I, I, that's how bad I hated it. And on, if you're on your way towards uh, the airport, of course, they've redone the bridge now. But used to, there, there was the bridge you had to go across, uh, and it had those big metal, uh, almost like a skeleton, you know, uh, structure over that bridge. And, I, and as soon as I saw that, I knew I was getting closer. And, the, and I would just get just, you know, Dad would try everything in the world, try to make me laugh. Uh, try to make you know, kind of you know, get me out of my my slump, my funk, and uh, he'd take me to the airport and watch planes take off, and he'd try every way in the world to encourage me uh, to, for the day, and um, and I hated it. I was uh, uh, made fun of, uh, you know. I was called a Jap, and uh, and that's uh, a uh, racial slur that's no different than any other racial slur towards a black person or anybody else. And uh, I hated it. I was uh, made fun of. I, I was in a few fist fights here and there, and uh, I just I despised it. I really did. And uh, when I got to uh, Daniel Boone, I tried to really change that uh, attitude and try to make the best of everything. I tried to make people laugh. Tried to have a good time. Tried to make good friends, and uh, and and had a try to have a better perspective, if you will. And uh, but every day I still met it with anxiety, wondering, you know, if I was going to get made up for what I had on or, or how I acted or whatever, you know. And, uh, and I had a pretty good high school experience. I feel like made a lot of good friends. But the thing of it is, you know, being bullied isn't fun. You see a lot of anti-bullying stuff out there. And, uh, you know, to a degree, I think bullying uh, kind of helps you toughen yourself up. You know, because be you know, you know, because your life is not fair. You're going to run into people who aren't nice people, and you're going to have bosses who aren't nice people. You're going to, you know, it's it's going to, so it kind of helps toughen you up. But there are those out there who can't defend themselves. You know, uh, just like uh, when I said Daniel Boone, these kids were making fun of these special needs individuals. Man, I went off. I mean, I made somebody could see straight. You know, you could see. Uh, their faces, they were just, you know, it, it was, they were hurt. And I, buddy, I was about ready to, I don't care if they whip me or not, I was going to let them, you know, I was going to make some swings. I'll be honest with you, it really made me mad. And by the time I was about to start swinging is when the vice principal walked up behind me and asked if there was a problem because apparently he saw looks on uh, those boys' faces and he saw the look on my face and uh, he calmed the situation down pretty quick. But my point in all that is, is that I became very resentful in my life. I had a lot of built-up anger uh, that resided within me uh, that I didn't really realize was there from all those years of, uh, you know, I won't say torment, but it just, you know, just, well, maybe it was to a certain extent. But I just, uh, I just had all that built up. 
and uh, it came out of some very bad ways. And I really strayed from the Lord, and I really done a lot of bad, stupid things that I wish I could take back. I wish that I could change. But it's through that course of time, you know, I, I got saved at an early age, and I felt like I tried to do what was right. But I just really got in the world after high school, you know. I, I just, you know, uh, and I, I regret that tremendously. But it's through a long series of events that brought me back around and realized my need for Jesus Christ, my need for the Savior, my need to be in church, my need to read the Bible, my need to pray, my need to uh, stay in the Word and to memorize Scripture. And it's still a process. It's a lifelong process. You know, every day I'm learning something new. That's why I say you will never arrive. You will never get to a point where I have achieved, I have made it. Not on this side of heaven anyway, on the other side of heaven, that's when we'll achieve and that's when we'll make it. It's a continual series of growth, learning and understanding and trying to be closer to God. Even when I come into the ministry, I still had a lot of rough edges. I still had a lot of bad ways of looking at things and dealing with people and, and understanding that I wasn't used to. And uh, it's been a, it's been tough. I ain't going to lie to you. It's been tough. And uh, I wasn't used to, you know, it's, when you work in a job setting that, uh, uh you know, you usually like nine to five and you, you know, this is how, you know, your boss dictates this and this, you carry out the order, so to speak. And uh, you, if you don't get it done, then you get rolled up or you get fired or whatever. When you're working in a church, these people are volunteering. They, they don't have to do it, you know. And so it, it's hard sometimes to uh, to relate and, and to uh, to deal with things diplomatically all the time. But it's been a real learning curve for me. It really has. And I still have a long ways to go. And uh, in a short time to get there, <laughs> start singing uh, Smoking the Bandit here in a minute. But, um, you know, it, it is that continual growth in Jesus Christ. You have to ask yourself, am I putting off bad habits? Am I putting off bad ways of thinking? Am I putting off, you know, there's so many areas in our lives that need work. Am I working on those areas? Am I, can I see from where I started in point A, when I first come to know Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, when I was just drinking milk and, uh, and, and didn't have a, a proper understanding to where I am at now? You know, am I still on milk or am I at the point where I'm on meat? I mean, you need to ask yourself, where am I at spiritually in our, my growth? And that's the problem with so many Christians, they're not growing. Jennifer says, uh, I saw an article this morning where a kid hung himself with his hoodie in his room. Oh, man, sorry to hear that, Jennifer. That's, that's horrifying. It really is. See, that's another bad thing, too. When I was a kid and, and I was getting bullied, it was, uh, you know, it's one-on-one, you know, and they're at school, and it stayed there till the next day. See, that's a bad thing. So the social media, it don't just stay there now. Now they can torment you online. It's these poor kids, I tell you, it makes you feel sorry for them, really does. But anyway, my, my point is, is that um, we need to make sure that we're working on that spiritual growth. There's too many Christians out there who have become stagnant, who have no longer have growth, no longer who are striving to have the mind of Christ, no longer wanting to make changes in their life, and they're just happy where they're at in their life. They don't want to go any further. And that describes a lot of churches as well. You'd be surprised a lot of churches who don't want to grow. Uh, and, uh, and this is not just my opinion. Uh, when uh, I was doing my undergraduate studies uh, at Luther Rice, that's one of the areas that of study 
was that there are churches out there who do not want to evangelize. They don't want to grow. They, they got the, just the exact amount of people they want, and they want no more. That's not a good thing. You should want to reach as many souls as you can for Jesus Christ. You should never get to the point where, okay, I'm satisfied. That's all I want. I don't want that. I don't want to be satisfied. I want more. And that's kind of been one of my biggest problems in my life is I've never been satisfied. I'm continually striving for something better or more. That's why I've had so many jobs because I was never satisfied or happy at a job. I feel like I could do better. Or I can make better pay or I can reach for this. And so I, I job hopped really bad. And, uh, and I never stuck with anything. I would start a project and never finish it. That's why it was just such a dramatic thing how Christ touched my heart and life that uh, here I sit here, and I don't mean this to be narcissistic. I don't mean this to throw rose on my shoulder. Please, uh, I say this all humility. It is only through God alone that I have four earned degrees right now. And had it not been for God, I would not have no degrees because I had no desire to go to school. I did not want to go to college at all. And for me to sit here with an earned doctorate is truly a work from God. That's why I give God the utter and total credit. It wasn't me. It was God in me that made those changes that helped me to complete things I wouldn't ordinarily have completed. And so that's it. We need to make sure, are you striving for more? Do you want more? Do you want more of Jesus Christ? Do you want more of God? You know, that's why we, we have this, this spirit of apathy uh, among our nation right now because of the lack of spiritual growth. And so you need to ask yourself, you know, just like the kid who's so excited uh, to be uh, to, to have the uh, measurement, you know, uh, above his head, and he's looking up above, have I grown? You know, I want to grow. I want to get tall. I want to be like daddy, and I want to be strong and tall. And, you know, and uh, if you're not looking to see, hey, am I being more like Jesus? I'm excited. Am I, am I growing? Am I learning? more? Am I excited about God? You know, you need to ask yourself that every day, just like that childlike kind of attitude of, man, I can't wait to be closer to Jesus today. I can't wait to demonstrate a life of change today, you know, to want more of God every day. And you need, you know, and that's why it takes work to memorize scripture. It takes work to stay in the word every day. It takes work to pray every day. It takes discipline, just like exercise. Hey, nobody likes it. I don't, you know, whether well, some people like it. I mean, I always liked running for my health got bad. I, I did look forward to that and I did enjoy it. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, they just don't look forward to it. You don't look forward to working out. You don't look forward to eating a salad. You know, you, you want the Krispy Kreme donut, the, the, uh, the chocolate-covered glazed donut. Mm, I love it. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, you want the donut, not the salad. It takes discipline. Well, it takes discipline to not do what your heart desires, but to do what God wants you to do. And I've talked about that before. You know, people have this bad, erroneous saying of, well, the heart wants what the heart wants. Well, the heart is desperately wicked. You know, God's word is clear on that. You follow your heart, you're going to screw up. That's why we can't follow our hearts. we got to follow Jesus. That's the problem with the world. They're following their heart. They want instant gratification. They want what they want, and they have perverted what God has ordained. And that's why it's important and imperative that we keep our eyes on Jesus, and we're striving and learning and growing and becoming closer to God every day, and we're meeting that with anticipation and excitement. So you need to take your uh, uh, hard look at yourself spiritually. Am I growing? You know, if you can measure the distance of where you started as when you first come to know Jesus Christ or to where you are now, is the distance going to be very small or is it going to be very large? And, you know, like I said, it's a constant learning. It's a constant growing. That's why, we, that's why you know, when I was talking about Wednesday night, we have to work on our speech. We have to work on the way we think. We have to work on our faith. We have to work on so many areas of our lives that need help and need attention. 
how we talk and how we relate, and how we uh, talk to other people and, and, and how we think when we're by ourselves. And are you controlling your foul mouth? Are you controlling air? You know, are we showing self-control in all areas? Are we showing kindness, grace, mercy, love, forgiveness? Are we demonstrating Jesus? Are we standing and abhorring what is evil and upholding what is good? And, and, and the fact that the lines have been blurred so, with so many Christians as far as what is wrong and what is acceptable is nauseating. And they've become middle of the road. they become lukewarm. And that's, those are the very things that God says he's going to spew out of his mouth. We don't want to be lukewarm. We want to be excited for God. And we want to draw closer to him each and every day. So despite maybe you had uh, circumstances as a child, and was it pleasant? Maybe you were physically abused. Maybe you were sexually abused. Maybe you were had absentee parents, absentee father, absentee mother. Maybe you feel neglected. You know, you can harbor that resentment. And yes, I'm not making a lot of that. That that was horrible circumstances you may have had to endure and deal with. Give that hate. Give that bitterness. Give that over to God. Don't let that rule and control you. Don't let anxiety rule and control you. Don't let depression rule and control you. The only thing that should be ruling and controlling you is God Almighty. And allow these things to interfere and get in between your relationship with you and God. If you have unresolved issues, then I encourage you to go get good Christian counseling and work on those. And so that you can get the proper guidance to understand how to forgive and how to let it go. But my friends, we have to grow. And, uh, you know, every day striving for that mind of Christ. So, my friends, I encourage you and I implore you today, work on that relationship with God. It's an intimate relationship. It's not a, a love of euphoria like you may endure when you first meet somebody. It is a true commitment to God, that enduring love, that agape love that we have to work on every day. And allow the, the things of the world to infiltrate our hearts and minds to try to get in the way of that and that's what the devil exactly is what he wants so i hope that you are growing and that you are learning and that you want to grow my friends you should want to grow and you should want more of god daily die self daily strive to be more like christ each and every day let us pray Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to continually grow. Help us to be stronger. Help to be Christ-like. Help us, Lord Jesus, to want more of you each and every day. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we'll pray that you be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. Please, Lord, watch over, guide, and protect them. Keep them safe well as we're going out and coming in. Lord, be with our kids and uh, our spouses and as they're going to work and school and this nasty, wet, rainy weather, Lord, please keep them safe. Let them get to their destinations and back safe from any problems or complications. Lord, I do pray that uh, you'll be with all these kids who may be dealing with, whether it's bullying or whether dealing with uh, horrible circumstances in the home environment, Lord, that you'll help them and encourage them. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with the Weems families who are dealing with loss. I pray that you'll be with uh, Ron Thompson as he's facing surgery. And Lord, I do pray that you'll be with Ginger Hood and Troy and uh, Lena David Feathers and Kim Penix and Larry and Donna Knight and so many others, Lord. And Lord, I do pray that uh, you'll be with us this day and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you guys and gals for watching this morning. I really do. Uh, let's see. Oh, Amy's responded to Jennifer here. She's talking about this 12-year-old. I, I, I didn't know. That's just really sad. 
But uh, I appreciate y'all watching. Uh, don't forget to join us at 118 Julie Lane at 1045 a.m. Sunday morning. And then, Lord willing, we'll be meeting online only at 6 p.m. Sunday evening. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, say it with me, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.